Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. I'm here with a comrade, Coach John Brent. <laughs> and I'm here with the vet, Mr. Ian Griffin, the lieutenant, what do you, I don't even know. I don't know what they call Sergeant them. Major. Sergeant, Sergeant Major, Major in the Armory, yes, yeah, but, but we got our comrade hat right here. And uh, not that there are our comrades. I'm not with the KGB. We just didn't know it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I'm, I'm sitting here, and uh, we got us a little Russian hat that I got back in the day when they kind of like we got like each other for a little bit. You Please know? tell me there's some kind of story like you took it off of one in a bar fight or something. Uh, well, I actually went to a bar and there were some Ruskies there. Oh, really? And they uh, they were Navy and they had the blue pinstripes uh, shirts. Yeah. And uh, I was in Korea and they danced. And they rang that damn bell and bought us all damn drinks, like five of them that night. Well, and they were that? dancing. Men, in America, men don't dance with men like that. But the Ruskies, men dance with men like that. I mean, you got something different special culture. going on over there. Yeah, different culture for Definitely. sure. So we're here to talk about what the flip happened. And we're not supporting it. We're kind of happy that it <coughs> happened. But, dude, the Ruskies, man, y'all fell on your face on this here. We thought you were going to come in and kick some ass. And take over a country real quick, and we proved you have proved pretty much that we're like we way overestimated them motherfuckers and uh, gave them way too much credit. Which I'm all for this Ukraine thing, and I'm like for the Ukraine thing. They're like waving that flag, we're kicking their ass, kicking their ass. Yeah. So what the flip flop, Coach? What do you think? Well, I do know this. It seems like to me some miscalculation by Coach Putin, if you want to say it, because. <laughs> I mean, goes into the game and everybody's thinking this is going to be a, you know, a blowout, you know, yeah. Alabama playing UFC or, you know, you know, Al, Alcorn State or something. And all of yeah. a sudden you're in the third quarter here and, and yeah, the Russians are winning, but it's not a blowout. No. And the Ukrainians have become to the world the underdog that everybody's pulling for. Yeah. And, you know, the great leader of Zelensky that people can, myself probably couldn't even pronounce his name a few months ago. Yeah. I see this guy, and it's hard for me to watch him speak without a tear coming in my eye because there's so much pride, there's so much uh, just um, you know uh, ability to, to 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 have his people just behind him. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, he uh, you know he exudes lead from the front. He exudes follow me because I'm leading you. He exudes all the attributes that we teach leaders in the United States Army yeah. all the time and through all the military branches is you know when you lead up front soldiers will follow when you lead from behind they tend to not but with this here you know there's uh, some major blunders and miscalculations and i'm sitting here going three four days you know they're going to rain lead down artillery down masses amounts of artillery and rockets and that's never transpired and i'm like what are you doing i mean dude come on do you not have a logistics support hub there do you you know, and those are questions that me, I, I just look at, and I'm like, why would you not rain lead down? And the only thing I can phantom initially, Coach, is this, is they way overestimated the people on the ground thinking that they were going to come and support them. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want to rain lead down to have undue casualties at first. But then that resistance kicked in too much, and then it put them in a bind that they can't do it so much now. Well, and uh, so we're through all times, and, I, and I, I will talk a little bit about this, Coach, but we didn't see the superior Air Force. Mm-hmm. We don't su- see the superior artillery, you know, and so where did all that go? And uh, there's been rumors, supposedly, that Putin's keeping, well, he's keeping the T-14, 
in the T90 back because he don't want that to get in foreign hands. And, you know, he's keeping his best equipment because he don't want to get in foreign hands. Well, if it's so damn good, you don't have to worry about it getting foreign hands because you just kick their ass yeah. with it, you know. And uh, so I don't know, Coach. Well, one of, this, one of the things that this has brought out for me, not being in the military, but just being a person that studies history and, and studies some of the, the past, the, the nuclear warhead that a country can have, this shows the importance, how important it really yeah. is. Because there are so many countries, over 150 countries right now, they're just saying this is wrong. But none, like the big boys, being us, Great Britain or whatever, we can't go in and do what we want to do. And even what most of our people want us to do is to stop this mess. But we cannot do it because of the tactic and fear of a nuclear World War III. So I will say Iran is sitting here just taking notes, mm -hmm. going, we are going to get that nuke. We are going to get that. That's exactly that. what they're saying. Mm -hmm. We are about to have leverage in Middle East like you ain't ever seen. They're saying that, and Korea is saying that. We're going to develop the nuke because it expands our leverage, and people don't mess with us so much. And so if you think about that, this all started, and I'm only going to touch on it in a second, but this would have never happened if we didn't have Afghanistan fold the agree. way it did. I agree. And if we had the president say, put sanctions on about the time of Afghanistan instead of, well, I'll, I'll attack you with sanctions later mentality. That I agree. You I know, agree. World leaders sense weakness and they exploit sure. it. There's and, no doubt in my mind that Putin has been wanting to do this for a number of years. Oh, for many. And with a new administration come in, you never really know, even though he had had some backtracking or, some, you know, in the back that he was with Obama. Yeah. You know, Biden was. But you never really know how they're going to act at that moment. Afghanistan let him know exactly what Biden would do at a moment. Yeah. And he backed up, backed away, made excuses. And someone that's Putin, if you know anything about him coming in the way he did, working in St. Petersburg and then becoming part of the KGB, that whole mind thing of manipulation and do that stuff, he, he could read in a minute oh, God. The, the weakness of Joe yeah. Biden. Yeah, he, he saw that. And he, he we, we said this before, so I won't elaborate too long, but he needed the right president at the right time. He needed NATO to be weak at the right time. Everybody said NATO's strong. NATO ain't proving nothing yet. All they're doing no. is shipping some goods. So let, let, let's back off that until a NATO country gets hit. And then you tell me if they're strong or not, because that, that's going to be the telltale. And it, but and what it, could they really do? Now, I, I don't want to change the yeah. subject, but let's just look at it this way. Well, at least it wasn't the NATO. If they were to touch... Georgia, right? Georgia is a part of the NATO, right? Uh, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia up at the top, right there. Okay, pick the one of them. Latvia. Latvia. Let's say tomorrow Putin goes in. Yeah. Do you 100% believe, because of the nuclear situation that we're talking about, that the United States and all these NATO countries will say, okay, you have 30 days to get out or we're going to come I wouldn't and even say kick that. you out? That's why I'm not the leader of NATO, because right. I wouldn't say that. I would be like... You hit NATO, I'm destroying everything that you ever breathed. But do you upon. think that would happen? That's not going to happen because we're going to, we're going to, we are going back to 1939. Mm. We have leader, we have Chamberlain in the, as our president, and we'll cover. We need Churchill, baby. We we do. We need the bulldog uh, because, but there is going to be, you know, the, supposedly the strength of NATO is supposed to be the strength of all the nations combined. But the strength of NATO is the American resolve. It counts for 40 to 60% of it given any time Absolutely. in history. And then the other countries are like, hey, the Americans did it, so we'll do it. You know, So it is really that right there. But our resolve has been down for the last 20 years. Putin 
I saw this opportunity and goes, I'm going to push this envelope as far as possible. Because I will tell you, if he had more success in Ukraine, I would not be surprised if he didn't go hit a NATO country and go, make me stop. Yeah. Make me stop. And that wouldn't surprise me at all. Now, we got to talk, talk a second on his technology, though, is, you know, during the times when we developed it in the late 70s and early 80s and we developed the uh, M1 Abrams tank, we went technology heavy in regarding that. We sit there and uh, we made sure that we had thermals and we made sure we had some other things regarding that, like uh, heat imaging and, you know, and things of that nature and laser finders and, uh, and stabilization on the turret. Well, the, for a long time, the Russians did not do that with their tanks at all. They, they're like, we just got a tank that's going to send a big round down range and you're going to deal with it. And, uh, and in Iraq and Desert Storm, it proved to be faulty. We thought that they were jumping on the bandwagon to overcompensate for that and come back and turn to technology. But either they haven't, one, or two, they're keeping all that because the rumor is he didn't want us to capture that technology a lot like we don't want to already have it. Or three, it's been a propaganda campaign the whole time, and he really doesn't have it. Well, that happened in the Cold War. It For is. so many years, we heard about the big, bad Soviet Union, and yep. when it came down to it, it really wasn't that big and that bad, and we understood what we could do economically to crush that. Yeah. So, I mean, we've always been, like my dad used to say, they used to go to bed at night fearing that the end of the world could happen because the propaganda was working not only there, but also our news media and people here were making us fear them to this oh, point God. of just being so scared. Well, that's kind of where we are again right now. People have this fear of Putin, and they have this non-fear of Biden going on in the world. So how in the world are we going to uh, handle that going forward is, I think it's huge coming up with the next couple of elections with the midterms coming up, yeah. and then especially with going forward with the, the next. Are we going to stay on this progressive kind of a weakness kind of in the world stage? Or are we going to have some badass stand up and go, we're not going to take this crap no more. Yeah. And so, that's going to be huge. So I'm going to touch on a couple of things. I'm going to throw a scenario out there that really hadn't been talked about. But first of all, I'm going to say right now we're in the laissez-faire of, of foreign policy. It's like it happens, it happens, and, you know, we'll deal with the outcome. And, uh, yeah, it'll just make our gas prices go higher and mm. all the American people pay for it. We don't really care. That's kind of where we're at instead of being the leader of the free world. Right now we have taken a back seat on leading in that. Zelensky is the leader of the free world right now. I hate to tell it to anybody. Do you, does that, let me ask you this, and I don't want to interrupt yeah. you, but you being in the military and understand, is that a bad thing? Because the option that we have is Biden's the leader. Well, that, that is true, but that also diminishes the Americans' world power. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, kind of just coincidental is the Russians have blundered us so bad that in some aspects it strengthened the alternative. It was like, you buy Russian equipment, you buy American. Oh, we're going to buy American shit because your shit sucks. Mm. You know, so then in some angles it kind of strengthens that. Let me throw this scenario out here that nobody wants to hear, but we have dealt with Russia close to 100 years, not quite, but close to it. 80 to 70 of those years, them being pretty much our foe in almost every shape, form, and sure. fashion. And uh, we haven't fought them directly, but the rumor says that 80% of the military is tied up in Ukraine. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, why are we not flying American flag over freaking Russia right now? 
I'm just asking. If 80% of the military is there, and if that's what 80% of the military is like, holy Samsonite. That's well, weak. maybe one word or two. Nuclear bomb. Yeah, we no, can't. That, that, that is it. It is, the, it is the, the deterrence of the nuclear weapon. And that's why when you bring you it know, up Iran and you bring up North Korea and you bring up things like that is, that's why they want them. Yes. Because, because they become a small player to be in a world player. It is, they can make a decision, and if you don't like it, all they got to say is, Yeah, but we, we got this. We got the new, you know. All right, so, so one thing I want to bring to you and also yeah. to people that are listening is the propaganda is huge. Oh, it okay? is. Now, propaganda that you're hearing now, and I've seen a lot of news things about what the people are telling, what the Russian government Putin army are telling the Russian people is that they're trying to save Ukraine from fascism. Yeah. And we're going in and saving the Ukrainians for this fascist dictator. That's the Russian propaganda. Yeah, that's the Russian propaganda. And then what I'm finding out is once these Russian people get there, they think they're coming in to save people. And these people yeah. are going, dude, what are you talking about? We're happy with what we are. Yeah. So the Russian military guys are actually thinking they're doing a service for the Ukrainians, and then when they're getting over there, they're finding out, wait a minute, we're being lied to. How long can Putin hold on to that military That's a good question. That That's a good question. And uh, so it, it depends on how far it stems into. If it just, is it with the troops, or is it, or does it breed over into the senior officers and general, field marshals and generals? And, and we've been like hearing a little bit about them, those, those senior ones being yeah. disciplined and being, yeah. because you know, having issues. Well, if they're disciplined, you <laughs> they, know. Siberia, they, 10 years. Yeah. If they're not disciplined, <laughs> they go to Siberia. Yeah, you know, exactly. And their family and everybody else yeah. in separate locations, and you never find them again. Right. If they're disciplined, because they want a position later, you know. Yeah, and uh, so things of that nature, or they want, or don't want their family to be sent out to Siberia, well, of course. I, I'm going to take this crazy, because I love yeah. to do it. We were staying neutral in World War II. Yeah. I mean, but we were really not. We really weren't. We're, we're, if... if if somebody wanted to take war to the extreme in every angle of looking at things, uh, a good leader that was fighting against our allies would have said America's in war from day one. Right. With the, with Prior the to December 7, yeah. 1941. Yeah, with the land lease program. They, yeah. They it didn't take that. Pearl Harbor for us to be involved. My mm -hmm. question gets to now. We are under, under, underhanded, under the table, what are you were saying, helping yeah. them out. From a propaganda standpoint, wouldn't it be to Russia's advantage to have a press conference with Putin saying specifically, hey, this is what's going on. Yep. We are actually at war with the United States because they're at war with us. So, but, but I'm going to tell you the reason why. There's two reasons why they, he won't do that right now. Now, he may change on me, and I, I could be wrong, but there's two major reasons why. One is because it wouldn't have took us that long to take over Ukraine. Yeah. That's the first thing, because our army is still the baddest thing that is known to existence. The second thing is, is because we have that magical word, too, mm -hmm. called the nuke. Yeah. And uh, the difference is, though, is we don't have the crazy guy like we had before that would have like, I'm just going to use the nuke, and the world believed it. Yeah. Now we have the guy that got to eat his ice cream and ask Jen Psaki if he's allowed to get to the briefcase and, you know, and everything else. You mean and, MSNBC's own? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, now MSNBC owns... 
presidency, I guess, you know, now. That's the, the feeder. It's like the, the minor leagues to MSNBC is working in the Biden administration. Yeah, Did you know that? It's just kind of crazy. A, well, I mean, she probably wouldn't get paid well for working. She'd probably get paid so, handsomely. So, but anyway. I don't, I, you, you and I talked about this a little bit before, but you haven't seen Vice News. And I tell people, watch Vice News just for the video and the, um, the, um, the interviews that they're having on the ground. There's a great interview that the guy from Vice News has with the, a couple of the mayors in town. Or in some of the towns, and also with Zelensky himself. But one of the things that I saw that you got the mayor, the boxer, yeah. But you also have another mayor and another one that I saw. They're walking around with AK-47s, Jack, yeah. yeah. As mayors in their cities, could you imagine Mayor Sean Kennington in Pittsburgh <laughs> or, or, or Mayor Rudy Giuliani walking around New York City, yeah, with a with an AR? That'd be awesome. It, yeah, but that's telling you what's going on is they're having to do that to, for survival yes. in their places, and these guys getting cower and going a hole. This guy's walking the streets, Jack, with an AK-47. Yeah. And when they ask Zelensky about the Russians coming over here, not Zelensky, this mayor, they ask him about the, the Russians coming over and trying to kill him. He said, we'll just kill them first. Yeah. Their attitude is, we are fighting for our survival. Yeah. And we're sending, what are we sending now? I don't know. Who knows what we're oh, sending. Oh, we're sending tons of money. I'm sure they got electric blankets going over there. Or something. Uh, but I will say, you know, regard to that, I'm kind of different because I've been in a culture where everybody walks around with a weapon and yeah. it doesn't bother me and, and we're used to it, you know, and uh, as long as we don't see the other weapon, you know, or the enemy of the weapon, right. we're like, hey guys, you know, I mean, you, you go to the, you go to the chow hall and you, you put your weapon down and you're like, or for me later in the career, I had my nine right here and I, I just, we eat, you know, it's no big deal. So, so we're used to that. Uh, but you're right, regarding they are defending their home. That's the hardest enemy to uh, to deal with is the one that we defend their own home. Right. One of the things that we've trained so much over the years, and our former chief of staff wanted the Russians to know this, that we will uproot Americans anywhere and go on your home turf and kick your own ass in your hometowns. And so that fight will never come to us. Right. That was one of the biggest things that we will ship across the world everything we got. So the <clears throat> Russians just tried to do that with a neighboring border, and they they got their ass handed to them by a bunch of people who sit there and on Sunday was eating you know family dinners and all, and, and expect to be doctors the next day, and the next day they're picking up AK 47s So the difference being, and I, that's why I want to ask you this question. So the the true difference of, and let me try to get this out quickly is. We have Saddam Hussein, and I think it was 91, 90 or 91, yeah. invades Kuwait, a neighboring country. 90. 1990, invades Kuwait, a neighboring country. The world stage with George H.W. Bush said, okay, this is, we're not going to stand yeah. for this. You have it until this day, and we're going to get you out. And we start amassing troops. Yeah. Saddam Hussein, we thought, had nuclear weapons, or not nuclear weapons, uh, chemical, chemical weapons, weapons, and possibly had some other, ish, uh, other weapons that he used on the Kurds and things like that. But so you're telling me the real difference of us not putting a coalition together, not only is the president, George H.W. Bush and Joe yeah. Biden being a difference, but also yeah. their major difference is we know for sure they have enough nuclear weapons to to, 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 to deter us? Is that yeah. the real so, reason? So the, back in your favorite subject, back in the day when we had the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis mm -hmm. is when we established the term called mutually assured destruction. Yeah. And... Right now that we have enough nukes on both sides to make sure that we make it a living hell for anything that could even exist after that in the United States and in Russia itself. 
there's enough there to do it. So massing the troops, there's a challenge with that. We never feared that Saddam Hussein had nukes. We feared he had scuds, which are powerful still. But with, with um, Russia, if you mass troops and they have nukes, well, they can take out a big portion of the military suddenly. But there should have been some massing at the Polish border. And uh, because I'm just saying is uh, he's in the candy store right now. And he sees in the back corner the little candy called Lafayette, Lithuania, and Estonia. And it looks really good to him if he can get Ukraine. Well, my military question to you is, is this going to end up being, because he's, he's got control of a certain part of Ukraine right now. Yeah. Okay. Is this going to end up being, in your estimation, a North Korea, South Korea uh, type situation, East, West, Berlin type situation where... They're going to split that sucker. He's just going to keep part of what he has. He's not giving any of that back. Well, see, so he did that with the Crimea. Right. And, uh, but he came out publicly, and, and he before this ever happened, that the president didn't pay him no mind because he was too busy controlling him, as he said. You know, <laughs> and uh, But he's come out publicly and said that the Soviet Union should never fail. Right. Now, and, he believes that. And he believes that. And I will say it's a difference in up- upbringing and belief, okay? And uh, not not making say, making it say that it's right, but if you understand the point of view from the Russians, that they believe that should never happen, and yeah. so when you understand it, then you can understand your enemy. Okay, but if you don't understand it, you just be pissed at the enemy. You never understand them. But to understand that, they believe that that's theirs. Yeah, and that and, was one of the biggest and, uh, embarrassments to him reading, yes. reading about him was yeah. when he was a part and he of the said, government. He said that publicly. Yeah. He said it numerous times. This is what he's going to do. That's the first thing. Second thing, he's not young. He's 72, 73. Wow. He's not young and spry as he used to be. So what has he got to live for? He's been the president before, so he's living for a legacy. Yeah. And so what is what will make him have a legacy? Regaining what was rightfully Russia. Well, the, the elephant, in his mind. Yeah, the elephant in the room that everybody always says, depending on which side of the pendulum you're on uh, politically, I have to ask it to you would this happen if Donald Trump won a second? Not at all. It, it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even, it would never got there. You know, it would have never got, first thing, that would have never got there, one. Two, if the liberals didn't push that bogus impeachment crap for so damn long, and allowed him to have a relationship with Russia, yeah. this would have completely That'd been be different. Russian collusion. Yeah, this would have been completely different because maybe he would have done what George W. Bush did and brought him up for a barbecue or something. Yeah. And uh, everybody's going, why would you want him? You got to understand about politics, real politics, not this bullshit we have yeah. in America. If you want to control a world leader, you bring him close to you. Okay, that don't mean you have to love him, but that does mean that you have to control him. And if you want to control a world leader, you got to make him feel good about certain things. And you go, well, he's over killing people. Yeah, I got that. He is. And he's wrong as F this. And he needs to freaking go to hell. And we need to get rid of him now. But before, you could have sit there and you could have had some appeasements in there that didn't involve territory. It didn't involve people dying and things of that nature. And then you would have had him under your thumb. You know, you would have had the puppet master going on right there. More innocent people are dying. And seeing some yeah. reports, I mean, there's... There's thousands of people dying over there. There are instances that aren't military people that are, that are just men, women, children. The, the, this is a perfect example, Coach, of failed porn policy on our part. And the second and third order effects is people dying. 
And we don't take it that seriously in America. Like, no, no, the president's not responsible for that. He's not even over there. What is the president responsible for when you like the president is a good question. And I don't want to spin it away, but if you are for a president, to you, he's not responsible for anything except for a positive number. And the opposite, if you're if you're against that person, it's the way it's being. It's not his economy if it's bad. Oh, he had a job. It's not his problem with the gas. It's Russians' problem. You know, even though you can show data, yeah, but yeah, but. So what I'm saying is, we're living in such a political time right now. You're right. Real politics is not what this is. Yeah. The real politics is what's going on with him could have been dealing with Putin and all that. We deal with, with psycho politics, as I call it. Yeah, we, we, deal, with, we deal with some bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, just to stir some people up, emotional things. This here, though, to me, no matter what party, no matter what belief they are, the president's first job priority is to protect the ideas and the sanctity of Americans. That's the first one, okay? The second one is that goes hand in hand with that is if you have a good foreign policy, you're doing that all the time. But yeah. if you have a bad foreign policy, you put things in jeopardy and in danger. And that's the challenge that we have is people will say, well, the laissez-faire idea will put Americans in danger later. I'm just saying, because somebody's either going to have to regain their territory or it's going to be there and it's people are going to train constantly in case that scenario happens, all because of this policy that we, we put in there. Well, you said you can lead from the front or you lead from the back, or, or I don't know how you exactly said it, but the way that I look at this is this whole administration since day one looks like they're just doing nothing but putting out fires after the fires have been started on their yeah. watch. Yeah, well, after the fires have been started and after the fires are already roaring, they don't even wait to like, hey, there's smoke. And then smoke. the way they put them out is not a way that's best for anyone it's except best. for the politics part yeah, on their it's, side. It's, it's what's best for the administration. Correct. You, you think about this and we're going a long time, and I'll, I'll think about the old thing. Anybody with any brain would say, lessen the restrictions, let the American businesses do major business back in America. Whether you like the pipeline or not, that's the common sense, most rational decision to be made in that. But instead, we go, well, if the oil companies wasn't so greedy. We do that from the political White House podium. What the flip-flop? What kind of crap is Dude, that? I have an uneducated inmate that said the best thing this week. He said, why don't he just, if he doesn't want to mess with the greenies, yeah. that's what he said, then why don't you just sign a temporary six-month only where we can just unleash everything for six months, all the pipelines, all the drilling for six months, and then after that, it's done. But if you get six months to get us out of this crap. Yeah, and what did like, you say well, before? That makes too much sense. You said it before. Uh, let the oil companies go declare war on Russia and let <laughs> them end this real quick. That's all he had to do. That's it. You know, that's all he had to do. Anyway, so the big deal is there's been some major blunders, and maybe we took Russia as a military force maybe more seriously than we should have, to be honest. And I think maybe you're right. I think the military force we believe that Russia is is really not as big and bad as we had it profit to be, but I think our ineptness, ineptness excuse me, in the political levels here in our administration has made it feel like they are that. Yes, and so... I will say that's some propaganda on our own part. They kind of felt us. One thing I want to close out on, though, Coach, got a little Russian hat here. And when I went to basic training back in 1989, oh, my gosh, the targets that we shot had, were green. They were pop-up targets. And on the center of their little helmet was that Russian star. Mm. Every soldier shot at Russian stars because that was our enemy. And, what if you, uh, can you still do that in 2022, or is that considered to be mean? No, I, I think they still have the targets. Okay. Some sure. of them still may have the stars. I don't know. But, so, I didn't know if we were supposed to shoot them to wound them. 
No, you, no, 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 no. You shouldn't. <laughs> pick nothing back up and come back after you. So anyway, All right. from the coach, my comrade. To the vet, the man. It's time to stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. Oh.